Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the second ever episode of the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks. I'm joined by Justin Peach. Good afternoon. Doing a bit of sportwear today. Are you feeling sporty? Always. Always feeling sporty. Always feeling sporty. You've got your shorts on. I mean, past few days you probably won't have been able to wear shorts, but I mean, I commend you for the shorts wearing. Um, we would have released another podcast sooner than we would have liked, but... Um, due to difficulties with where you'll be able to hear these podcasts, um, we've had to delay that a bit. But because of all the news that's happened over the last few days, uh, I think it's only worthy that we do put out a podcast. But we are now on Spotify, aren't we, Justin? We are. And we'll hopefully be on Apple Podcasts sooner or later. Uh, and we're just continuously trying to broaden our horizons. But without further ado, let's kick on. With what has been, without a doubt, the biggest news of this week, um, Birmingham have parted company with Gary Monk. Uh, Justin, this announcement has gone down terribly. Um, yep. Were you surprised? Oh, yes. But then again, the Birmingham City owners tend to pull these rabbits out of the hat. Obviously, we've seen with Gary Rowett and Harry Redknapp being sacked previously. So... Surprised at the sacking, the timing. Uh, I might say, so were, were you surprised after the news that we heard last week that there was a bit of friction between yeah. Monk and the chief exec? Um, still surprised a little bit, just because the 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 team is set up for Gary Monk, and for another manager to come in and get the best out of that squad is going to be very very difficult. So I'm thinking perhaps probably the wrong move as are 99% of the uh, Birmingham City fan base yeah they're um, they're not happy at all and I think that's one of the main things as well because before this announcement was made and all this friction seemed to turn up um, all parties seemed to be happy didn't they because uh, yeah. you had the Birmingham fans who were happy with the team under Monk yeah. Monk who had a torrid time at Swansea mm-hmm. and at Middlesbrough uh, he'd found a club where he was actually starting to get results. Yep. And yeah, it just seemed to work out for everyone. And now it's all gone Birmingham, down the toilet. Birmingham went full Birmingham. Really Birmingham. Very, very Birmingham. I don't think they've ever been so Birmingham before. They couldn't get more Birmingham. They could not. Um, I, I, th- I think as well, um, I might, I, we can't ever be proven wrong now for saying this, but I kind of fancied Birmingham under Gary Monk next season. To yep. be dark horse for the playoffs, would you agree? Definitely. Uh, as I say, like he got 
the best out of that squad, which was limited in terms of quality. But you look at players like Lukas Jukovic, who hit double figures for goals and assists last season, and then Shea Adams hit 23 league goals. It's, you, you very much got every single ounce of quality out of that squad. Um, so, yeah, definitely competing for the top six or challenging in well, in or thereabouts. So, definitely agree with you there. Yeah, uh, this all seemed to have been caused mainly... Well, there's two sides to the story Obviously. from what it sounds like. Uh, we won't <clears throat> go into the other side that has been reported, basically involving Gary Monk and a certain agent, because I mm. don't want to get sued... But this does seem to have been caused mainly uh, by Yotta uh, leaving for Villa. Um, Yotta is seemingly a bit of a darling for Gary mm. Monk. And I suppose if you tell the board, we, I don't want you to sell this player specifically. Yeah. Shea Adams, he's probably going to go. I mm-hmm. can accept that. But Yotta, do not sell him. You would be annoyed, wouldn't you? Definitely. You, you get rid of a player of his quality. I think we mentioned in the last pod. A player of his qualities, well, he doesn't come around very often in a team like Birmingham, which are quite limited in terms of well, where the assists are coming from and other you know, areas of the pitch where there's a goal threat. Yotta was very much a main player, so perhaps you you are a lot weaker without him. Yeah, it's um, it's it's just a bit weird though, isn't it? it that hmm. this one player leaving has managed to cause such friction between a manager and the board. Well, perhaps there was underlying friction there already, you know, with the whole transfer saga, well, not transfer saga, but the lack of transfers and money and finances um, available to Gary Monk. So perhaps, you know, as I say, there there might have been underlying friction there, but obviously that's all just hearsay. Mm. Do you understand the amount of frustration that Blues fans have at the moment yeah, with this announcement. Definitely. You know, you've got a team like Birmingham who have spent a ridiculous amount of money well beyond their means. Um, and for them not to be competing in the top six and then for a manager to come in, yeah, fair enough, they didn't finish near the top six last season, you know, they had a points deduction, fair enough. Um but it's almost, you know, it's take two of this because it happened with Guy Rowett when they were so close to the playoffs. And for it to happen again with a manager who could get that team into the playoffs. You know, you're bound to be frustrated. Hmm. Um, well, earlier today it was announced that Pep Clotet is hmm. uh, going to be in charge of them going into the new season. Yep. Um, Birmingham fans reacted to this news <laughs> about as well as they reacted to news that Gary Monk's been sacked. Yeah. So, do you understand why they're annoyed and... Should they be fearful of how they're going to do next season? I would be looking over my shoulder, um, given that, one, there's a shady um, title for Pep Clotet, what, caretaker head coach? Yeah. Most of his kind? Yeah. I a bit weird. don't understand that at all. He's a permanent caretaker head coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, well, we'll talk about... Uh, um, Lee Bowie later, who uh, seems to be a bit of a permanent caretaker head yeah, coach. Yeah, um, but th- this one I don't understand because you either give him the job or you don't. Yeah. And I don't know who this benefits more. Well, it, it gives Birmingham a bit of time because maybe the second did come out of the blue for them. Mm. Um, it gives Birmingham a bit of time 
uh, as we know, the the coaching staff have stayed there. So BT, Flahaven, um, Clatet, they've all stayed there. So it, it buys the Birmingham owners a bit of time to find a replacement whilst the, the squad obviously so close to pre-season the squad still gets a, you know a decent decent shift in before before the season starts yeah it, it almost seems a bit like this is a trial run though do you know what I mean never ends well yeah yeah it seems like and at Birmingham obviously the fixtures are come out today mm. they've got quite a difficult start yeah. as well um, so it's almost like they're just saying to Clotet, right, we'll just give you a go. And then as soon as it goes slightly wrong, mm-hmm. you've gone. That's been the case with all the managers, hasn't it? You look at Zola, who probably had the longest, other than Gary Monk, he had the longest stint out of the three, Rowett, Zola and Redknapp, to, to give it a go, as you say. Redknapp got a transfer window, then was sacked immediately yeah. after the transfer window. And obviously Rowett, before being given transfer window by the new owners was was sacked, so they've got previous with with um, with this sort of um, you know, style of leadership, I guess. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why Blues fans are so concerned is because obviously in Clotet's only real <laughs> job so far, he's yeah. at Oxford, which wasn't terrible. But it wasn't successful, if was I remember, it? If I remember rightly, they had quite a big budget that season. They yeah. brought in some decent players and they did not get the best out of them. They were very, very average. And I know a few Oxford fans have reacted with a bit of bemusement mm. that he's got a job and he's got a job in the championship before previous Oxford manager Michael Apperton. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I actually bet on Oxford that season just because I, I think we all did <laughs> what they had was, was ridiculous yeah I can't remember who was there but I, I saw I just remember looking at the list of players they'd mm-hmm. signed and thinking Christ almighty they've got to be challenging yeah but, yeah. and at that point Clotet was obviously a bit of an unknown mm-hmm. and I think they finished round mid-table didn't they yeah as I say really really average really average yeah. and that's possibly why Blues fans aren't feeling too optimistic, I suppose, isn't it? But as you say, mm-hmm. they have kept BT, which is a bit of a confidence boost, I suppose, because BT's quite highly regarded there, especially mm-hmm. after yeah. what he's done with Duke and Adams this season. Yeah. And I suppose, in a way, it surprised me that he's staying, as well as Clotet, because they've obviously been part of Gary Monk's coaching staff this yeah. season. Is that surprised you? Perhaps, yeah. Um, I think they were put on gardening leave by Borough, and obviously. As soon as Monk got another job, they all followed him yeah. there. So wherever this happens again, yeah. obviously. So it seems like they're a loyal coaching staff, aren't they? And they, yeah, they all follow yeah, him where yeah. they go. Absolutely, but, but not in this they're, case. They're still employed by Birmingham unless they resign. I guess then they can't. They can't really do anything. Yeah. Or they or they get sacked. So. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, I think there is meant to be some protests happening over the weekend as well. Always a good sign. Yeah, that's um, just not gonna go well is it? I can't see uh, anyone coming out well in this now um obviously we are planning to do a league table prediction yeah we'll go through the whole table before the start of the season and there's still a, a bit of business to go yeah um but at this stage how do you see blues doing next season because uh, I saw one tipster say I think they were 13 to two odds to get relegated next season <laughs> well, and someone said you won't get better odds than that mm. uh, their odds have actually shortened yeah. now but 
is relegation a, th- a threat at this point? I think a relegation battle might be a bit more sort of in their ballpark. You think there's there's got to be three worst teams in Birmingham, yeah. And the overall sort of setup of the team. Obviously, we saw with the transition between Rower and Zola from playing sort of structured, um, disciplined football and tactics and whatnot to a sort of I don't know free flowing passing. It didn't really work out. Whether this will be a same sort of transition, you know, who knows? I presume um, this is you're saying this with the assumption that Shea Adams is going. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen quite a few rumours bounding about sort of Southampton. Um, I think Burnley was sniffing yeah, as well. Yeah. So, as, as you say, you know, that's probably with the mindset of Shea Adams leaving. But they've mm. still got Jukovic in there as well. But there's got to be goals from other areas of the team, which they struggled with last season. So. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously we were talking about Yotta leaving as well. Mm-hmm. It does leave quite a few gaps a around the team. team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there has been talk of Isaac Fassell coming in to replace Shea Adams, whether he'll fill his boots. I'm not too sure, mm. but it, it's going to be an interesting season now for Blues. It's gone from potential for the playoffs mm, to... Optimism to... God knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But I think, as you were saying before, three worst teams than Birmingham in the Championship. There's got to be three worst There's teams. got to be. Yeah. There are some teams at the moment who look in a rather shoddy position. Well, Mill will have a smaller squad than you know my, my pub team on a Sunday. So. <laughs> Your pub team's got a goalkeeper. <laughs> there you go. Mill still don't have a goalkeeper. Talking of teams possibly in a worse situation than Birmingham, Charlton. Yep. What on earth happened this week? <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Some yeah, it's, it's all owner fueled. Some, um, but they, some this has been owners. going on for ages, hasn't it? Oh, this has been going on since why well, he bought the club and from there. yeah, and it seemed like that when Charlton mm. got promoted and you saw all the fans celebrating, the players running around the pitch, you kind of forget about these things, yeah, and then yeah. suddenly they're like, oh, they're having a bit of fun. Not anymore, lads. <laughs> the bomb drops a bit. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's just mad that this is still an issue, and that. Mm-hmm. Roman de Chatelet, uh, as Jim White would say, is <laughs> still causing so many problems. And I mean, we'll go on to the other problems that Charlton have in a sec yeah. in terms of playing squad. Mm-hmm. But there's still plenty of issues behind the scene, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, I guess, I don't know, whether whether Duchelot sells the club might depend on how successful they are. We've already... He's, I think he's already made it very obvious in his in his statement about Bowie's contract that the, the the funds aren't really there to bring in players. So probably keeping Bowie was the biggest coup this summer for Charlton as he mm. might be the only shining light or the only chance of them you know, staying up in, in the championship this season. Yeah. But he's only been given a one-year deal. This doesn't make any sense to me. <sighs> In in a way, I sort of understood Duchelot's statement. You know, you want you've got potential buyers coming in. You don't want to be faced with a situation like Birmingham, where you've got a manager like Gary Rowett, but you want to change the style of football to lovely continental style passing, short passing, and whatnot. So maybe they, he's got that in mind, and perhaps a manager on a three-year deal doesn't necessarily breathe confidence in a sale. But Boya has got 
Charlton into the championship. So there's got to be some sort of reward there for 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 Lee Bowyer. Yeah, but that reward I would have thought would have come in the form of him going to a different club at this point. Why yeah. is he staying? I don't get it. Uh, well, Charlton gave him his first first chance, albeit on a caretaker, head coach, permanent job, one of those weird weird job roles. Yeah, there's um, there's loyalty though, and then there's being loyal to an owner who quite clearly is mm-hmm. not one of the best owners in the football league. I, th- I think everyone at that football club sort of sees past the owner. Yeah. Including yeah. Lebo, and I think maybe the social admin as well. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> one of the things as well. Have I got this right, that the social media team didn't want to put out the statement on Twitter? I think you are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were very reluctant. It's... Mm-hmm. It's just mental, which is why I'm surprised he's saying, because he has been linked with West Brom and Derby this season. I thought that when the initial statement said that he rejected the yeah. offer, didn't he? That's, yeah. that's what it said. It was very misleading. Yeah, I thought that meant that Lee Bowie was basically saying, oh, no, I'm not hanging around any here anymore. I'm going to wait until Lampard goes Derby yeah. and then... <clears throat> Throw my hat into the ring there. Well, there's there's a lots there's lots of jobs going around at the minute that probably gives you a bit more of a secure seat, maybe a maybe, deal maybe longer than <laughs> maybe not Birmingham, no. <laughs> um, that gives you longer than a one year deal under under an owner that does not want to put any money into a club. Yeah. So you'd have thought maybe he'd have gone, but you know, he stayed at Charlton. As I say, that might be the shining light for them this season. Yeah, and I, I suppose in a way, if you are in Lee Bowyer's position the one-year deal does kind of play into your hands a bit, doesn't it? Because if he's got mm-hmm. a shorter deal, yeah. that means a club who does want him doesn't have to pay too much for him, do they? True. But as we've seen, is he more loyal to Charlton than we think? You know, he could have left it quite easily, but he stayed... Some might say too loyal. <laughs> Some might say, but... Only, only That's the thing, though, because and... he is a young manager, isn't he? And yeah. at the moment, he's, there's... A great risk that his career, which has d- gone brilliantly so far in managerial terms, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be hampered by club issues. Potentially, but I guess it's a win-win situation for him because either he doesn't get the squad or the funds, and he can he can leave as and when he wants. And use that as an excuse. <laughs> and use that as an excuse, or he makes Charlton competitive, they play well, either they get ready to get ill or they stay up and his stock rises even higher because what he what he's done with that Red Bear squad um would be a huge achievement saying in the championship. So. Yeah. Yeah. And at the moment it is a bit threadbare. Mm-hmm. Um from what you're saying, I'm guessing you think Charlton won't be troubling anyone in the mid table <laughs> upwards next season. Well I was slightly more optimistic before Knowing that a lot of their key players are out of contract, yeah. Um, so they are, as you know, they're losing some quality players that got that team into the into the championship. Yeah, and one of them is Patrick Bauer. He's gone to Preston this week. It's a good signing for Preston. It's a really good signing, and the fact that he's gone mm-hmm. from Charlton is a massive blow, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Joe Rebo is another one. He's not gone yet, mm-hmm. but he's expected to go. Yeah. Um, he, I mean people are expecting him to go before the playoff final um, but it looks like I mean those two are two of Charlton's best players aren't they absolutely that him those two Lau Taylor mm-hmm. they've lost 
two key players. Yeah. And now, even with them, I would have thought Charlton might have struggled to stay up. But now it's looking like a mammoth task, isn't it? Well, owner aside, they are still a fairly big club. It wasn't long ago that they were consistently staying up in the Premier League, yeah. which is even more sort of shocking. You forget them in the Premier League, well, don't you? They were a very good Premier League team with some absolute cool players. Darren Bent. Darren Bent. Is Koncheski there? Uh, Koncheski was there for a while. Jason Ewell. Some absolute... Sean Bartlett. S- Sean Bartlett, yeah. <laughs> some absolute stars. and You can... I think everyone wants... I don't know if everyone wants, but you can sort of... Everyone's got a bit of a soft spot for Charlton because of what they've been through and sort of what they've sort of battle through um, yeah. in previous yeah. seasons. I get I get what you're saying because they are kind of fighting against the tide. Exactly. Especially with their own owner yeah. who's the main tide really. Yeah. Um, but in conclusion I think you're saying Charlton potential relegation candidates next season. Unless a lot of things change over the next what, two weeks. Until what preseason starts, unless a lot of changes in between now and then, you know it's going to get difficult. Obviously, the transfer window shuts at the start of the season rather than at the end of August, which again is another hurdle because you've got to go what five six weeks to get players in. It's, which coming, is, it's coming up into it's, it. yeah, and it goes very very fast, especially with preseason. So yeah, I mean, I I I, I the situation that Charlton are in, I just can't unless they make some unbelievable signings. Mm-hmm. They have signed. Macaulay Bon from Leighton Orient. It's a good signing. You're having a go at me for saying <laughs> Norwood at Tranmere would be a good signing. Yeah, well, Bon's a bit younger. But he was in the National League last season. I mean, it's, a, it's an upgrade on what they've got because all they had previously was Lyle Taylor. Obviously, yeah. Carl and Grant left. Imagine if they still had Carl and Grant. If they had Bauer, Grant, Aribo and Taylor next season, I'd be saying mm-hmm. lower mid table absolutely and they've lost three of them yep <laughs> and now they're in the situation where they're pretty much relying on yeah. Lyle Taylor next season aren't they um, well let's move on to the biggest story of the summer that hasn't happened yet uh, yeah yeah Frank Lampard leaving Derby to go to Chelsea Um, I presume you think this is happening don't you it's happening, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's Who got knows? to. Who knows? Apparently, Daily Mail, Talk Sports, Sky Sports, they've all got Lampard at Chelsea. Yeah. It, it, it seems like a lot of the media is getting ahead of themselves. But ran with it. Yeah. It's going to happen, isn't it? I... <laughs> the, the, Derby did enter contract negotiations with Lampard mm-hmm. earlier this week, I think it was. Yeah. But I think that's very much a case of them saying... Hurry up and get on with it, isn't it? Well, it's it's a, it's a it was a good sort of move by Derby to either prompt Chelsea into um, making a move for Lampard because Lampard's now faced with a decision of are Chelsea going to come in for me? I've got a Derby contract offer on the table. Yeah, shall I wait for Chelsea or not? Obviously, we know he's on his holidays at the moment, and it's birth it's, it's his birthday today. Apparently he's been on Abramovich's yacht. As the Daily Mail said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's obviously a lot of rumours floating around. Um, let's not focus on that too much because I think we've spoken about it before and mm-hmm. we all know it's going to happen. There's plenty of chit-chat going on and we'll probably touch on it 
in the next couple of weeks or so if it when, when it finally happens. Um, let's look at some of the contenders uh, yep. to take over because um, one bookie has already started doing odds on the Derby manager yep, we've seen. on the uh, start of the championship season. Uh, that's pretty much how certain people are that yeah. Lampard's going. Uh, Lampard is in the odds. He's six to one, I think he was. Yeah. Um, the two favourites, rather interestingly, were Gary Monk, which I suppose is no surprise particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, would Gary Monk please you? Uh, not particularly. You think? It doesn't really fit the, the bill. He's, a, he's Gary Rowett, Mark II, isn't he? But he plays better football than Gary Rowett, doesn't he? Does he? Yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> Make a big question myself. So, I mean, that Leeds team was focused purely on Chris Wood scoring goals. His Middlesbrough team was quite poor, given the money out they spent. Yeah, and the Birmingham team was give it Jukovic. Shared arms can feed off Jukovic, so I don't think he really suits Derby. I can't see him getting the best out of players like Marriott and Holmes. Yeah, or Waghorn. Or, or Waghorn. Well, I think Waghorn would be a Gary Monk player, wouldn't he? Might be, but I think we've seen that Waghorn can fit in most teams. So Yeah, fair point. Uh, the other favourite, which I did tweet this earlier in the week, yeah. thinking, I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. he could become a favourite sooner or later, is now Darren Moore. Get him back! What a guy, Darren Moore. Cult hero. He is a cult hero, but is he a good manager? What he did with West Brom. Is he a good manager? I think he is. Do you? Do, do you? Absolutely. I, I was not expecting that, sorry. <laughs> you perhaps weren't, but I sort of looked at it from a different perspective. That West Brom team in the Premier League was awful. It was awful, and he got... Do you mean before Dan Malt took over? Yeah. Yeah. And then he okay. took over, and he, they went on that crazy run, and they, they, they were down and out in, yeah. I don't know, February, March. Dan Malt came in galvanised the club yeah. and the team, made a very poor team in the Premier League play bell, uh, a lot better. They beat Man United away 1-0, didn't they? Yeah. Got some great results on the way. Ended up being relegated on the penultimate game of the season. And then sort of going into the next season, OK, they relied on loans, but obviously finances dictated who they could bring in and whatnot. And he got a team like West Brom from... <laughs> From Tony Pulis and Alan Pardew, they're playing relatively nice football. Couldn't so, defend. They couldn't defend. But <laughs> she cares about defending. Because neither could Darren Moore, and he made a career out yeah, of it. So that's a bit harsh. Come on, oh, he wasn't very quick. Yes, but he was strong. <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> he comes across as a quite a good man manager. Yeah, Is that fair to say? Yeah, 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 and. Tactically, he might not be the best, mm-hmm. but as you say, he's a cool hero at Derby. Yeah. And I can just see this happening just because he's so well-liked. He's such a nice guy as well. Yeah. I, I could really see this happening. Um, I mean, the other contenders, obviously all the managers, the usual lot are out of work. And there's obviously Chris Hewton as well. He'd be my first choice. I think he'd be my first choice as well. I've got a deep love for Chris Hewton and his yeah. and his football teams. So. But is that going to happen? I can't see it. Well, he turned down. He didn't turn down the West Brom job, but he turned down the opportunity to 
pursue the West Brom job because he wanted to have a bit of a break. So yeah, who knows? He might, you know, two weeks down on Norfolk Norfolk coast might have done him some good. I'm going to be very jealous of whichever team gets Chris Hughes. Absolutely, I was mm. jealous when Brighton got him in the first time around. So. Yeah, well, I think that just about sums everything up. It's mm-hmm. been a crazy week. I don't think we'll have another week bigger than this in the championship I mean, this if, summer if the Lampard thing gets sorted we'll probably have to do another pod so <laughs> who thought we weren't going to have anything to talk about this summer yep. uh, coming up we've got loads we're hoping to do you know more fortnightly transfer yep. roundups that kind of thing really there hasn't been really been too many transfers it's been so very far, very quiet it? although this week as we said it's been a lot busier has overshadowed it really mm-hmm. uh, so we'll hopefully have more transfer podcast coming up soon we're hoping to round up the teams who have been promoted we've yep. kind of covered charlton here but we'll do it again <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also the teams who have been relegated of course some interesting thoughts on it. some very interesting thoughts especially because nobody knows who's playing for fulham next season yep. but that'll be all coming up keep an eye out for us we're on spotify now as we say we'll hopefully be on apple podcasts soon soon we are on soundcloud as well we are on soundcloud as well Whichever way you listen to your podcasts, we're hopefully going to be there in the next few weeks. But I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Ryan Dilks. <laughs> I've been Justin. And this has been the Second Tier Podcast. Let's do all right.